Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Don't Muck My Accent, a no-nonsense podcast about what it's like to live overseas, the good, the bad, and the sometimes crazy. In this episode, we discuss the joys and heartbreaks of dating in a big city, the differences we found between the UK and Australia from the dating nightmares, hilarious tales, and sexy details. Parents, you might want to sit this one out. Hello there, Lauren. How are you? What is going on, Adam? Bud? Oh my God, it's been two weeks. Two weeks. I mean, everyone must have missed us so much. I know. I, I, I honestly. Oh, 
It sucks. I know whenever I listen to my favorite podcast and they don't bring an episode out and I get really upset with them. So I hope people, A, think that this is their favorite podcast because that would be something else. That would be an achievement. And B, didn't miss us too much though. Yeah. I feel like it's funny because because this is like an excuse for us to talk every week. I feel like I haven't spoken to you in ages because we haven't done this. It's actually been such a hectic two weeks, hence the mental health break last week. I feel like yeah. so much has changed and so much is going on. So yeah, it's just been really, really hectic. I've gone off the grid a little bit because of mm. my brain. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Sometimes we got to do what we got to do. Need to, we need to do what we got to do. Um, yeah. So what is going on, Anna? Why are you so hectic? Tell us. Uh, so I quit my job. LOL. Yay. I quit my job. That so I empowerment. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, very happy about that. I'll tell you why I'm happy about that in, in a moment. But yeah, so obviously I had this job uh I got during the pandemic after I was made redundant. So it was kind of more of like a survival job for me. And I never really planned being there longer than a year. So I exactly a year today. Yeah, a year today I started. So I really well hit done. the nail on the head there with that. But mm. it was a good job. I met some amazing amazing people shout out to anyone listening who I worked with love you guys um but yeah it was really good so it's time to move on and I've quit my job you're probably wondering why well I've been in sales for five years six years so I was originally a travel consultant for like three and a half, four years, as you guys know. And then obviously pandemic happened. And then I did restaurant acquisition for a takeaway app, delivery app (laughs) for the last year. And I was like, I can't do the sales anymore. Like, fuck that. Like anyone who's in sales out there, tell me now it's just shitty. I I just can't deal. I'm too sensitive for sales. Let's be honest. So (laughs) I decided to go back to uni. So I'm going to go do my master's. I'm doing it in radio, which is fitting. So it's a little Fun. bit of podcasting, a little bit of radio production um, at a uni in London. I'm not going back to Australia for that. For some reason, people think I say I'm going back to uni. They think, oh, you're going back to Australia. No. So I'm like, oh, no, that's not what I said. QUT nah. wish you were going back. <laughs> I think they do. They honestly, they would. They just want to take my money. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go do that. And um, yeah, I got a job in a pub now. So I'm properly going back to uni, Aussie pub life. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how to pour a pint, but I start tonight. So I will let you guys know how that goes next week. Good luck yeah. to you. And so I'm it's just really, been really good luck hectic. To you. Thank you. It's just been really like crazy time, a lot of transitioning, <clears throat> a lot of transitioning, a lot of changes. I'm sorting a lot of shit out. So I appreciate your patience. I can't wait to go visit you in the pub and have you give me all the drinks. You have to wait till I'm like a little bit more trained up. <laughs> I, I, I'm so, I don't know why I'm kind of like nervous. Mate. I feel like it can't be that hard to pour a pint, but you never know. You never know. So. Here we are. Fun times. Love yeah, that Yeah, fun you. times. Yeah, so good for me. How have you been, Lozzie? I've been pretty good. Nothing too exciting has happened this week. Um, I did go to Highgate on Saturday because our friend Becca and I wanted to stalk Taylor Swift, obviously. <laughs> so <laughs> oh even though God, we're Lauren. pretty sure she's in America at the moment, but, you know, we tried <laughs> Lauren has an absolute obsession with Taylor Swift. Yes, and I am proud of it. All right. Why? She loves. So, but did you find her flat in Highgate? 
No, Anna, we didn't, but we think it was probably because she lives in some type of like mansion somewhere. <laughs> In with the like big gate, yeah, like oh on the God. on the border of Hampstead Heath or something like that. I don't so know. fucking bougie. But no, we did it. But it was really nice. Walked around. We literally it was so funny. We literally walked out of the station, and Becca was like, "I have to pee." So we went to like the first pub we saw and had this really nice garden area. So we basically walked out of the station, headed straight for the pub, ended Love. up getting this sangria jug. Love, and then like had the sangria. She peed, I peed, and then we went, walked down, found a Tesco, walked down to the Tesco, got some tinnies, found this really, like, pretty park in Highgate, sat in the park, <laughs> and what had some cute food. Day. It was so sunny. And then we, on the way back to this, we're like, okay, well, let's just go back. So on the way back to the station, we stopped at another pub because Becca had to pee again and we got a cocktail. <laughs> And then we came back to mine and we went out for a pizza and then we came back and we were doing these Taylor Swift quizzes on YouTube because we're so cool on a Saturday night and listened to Taylor Swift. And oh that, my was, God. that was my Saturday. <laughs> Say no more. That sounds hectic. What a wild Saturday fun. night. Actually, to be fair, that it does sound fun. very wholesome. Yeah, it was really I, nice. Yeah. It was really good. I, I feel like that would have been nice and I'm sad you didn't get to see Taylor Swift. That's really sad. Me too, Anna, me too. Um, I had high hopes, but at the same time, I didn't really have any hopes at all. It's because all right. See if she would right. just be walking around. I also feel like it makes sense, that London Boy song that she has. I like that song, London Boy. And she says, get, get, I love his best mix. That one. And But it's so dumb in that song because she goes, um, going out, what does she say? I'll, t- I'll in- tell you, Anna. I'll, t- I'll tell you because you fucking don't know anything about it. It doesn't make sense, though. <laughs> she goes, night's out in Brixton, shortage in the afternoon. Sorry, that's so <laughs> far away. You would not <laughs> you would not go from Shoreditch to Brixton. And also, wouldn't you just go out in Brixton? But also, but it's not even that. It's the fact that Taylor Swift is saying that she went out in Brixton and she went out in Shoreditch. Can you imagine Taylor Swift walking around Brixton you or know She did not go out in <laughs> either of those, not places. Any of those places. So like she probably called one of her London friends, was like, where's like a cool hit place that is popular that I can put in my song that I can just pretend that I went to? Well, fun fact, I don't know if you know this, Anna, but you know the voice at the beginning that's like, you will go driving in my scooter, just yeah. drive it along. That's Idris Elba. Just putting it out. Is there. it really? It is. It I is. didn't know this. And I think it's because it was around the time that they were filming Cats because they filmed oh, Cats together. Oh, of course. That's a terrible Such a little movie. fun fact for this week. I absolutely loved that. Thank you, Lauren. I feel like no educated worries. about Taylor Swift now. <laughs> and now I can just go and live my life with full prosperity and fulfillment. Thank you. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Ah. <laughs> uh. Welcome to the Don't Mock My Accent Bachelorette. I'm your host, Anna Osha Ginsberg Budd. This season, we are following the journey of our Spanish queen, Lauren Patterson from Brisbane, to finding love in London. Get ready for a roller coaster of emotions featuring some very special guests along the way. Lauren, welcome to the Don't Mock My Accent Bachelorette. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, Anna. I'm feeling excited. I feel 
I feel hopeful of the prospects of um, London dating life, you know. I absolutely love to see it. And I love your positivity and optimism in this situation. And we are very excited to go on this journey with you to find the one. Tell us, Lauren, what do you look for in a guy? Well, Anna, I just love someone who is fit and flirty and who's tall, ideally above 5'11", is chef's kiss. Um, I also really love a British accent and hopefully they're not as douchey as they sound. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Well, Lauren, let's get right into it. Now we have a little disclaimer. We have kept their names anonymous and given them new fun, funky names so that they cannot be found unless they listen to this podcast and know that we are talking about them. Here we go, Lauren. First up, we have Nathan, 20, from Clapham. Well, Nathan. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. So our date, my date with Nathan, it was very interesting. Basically, I was going through a period where I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to give a guy a go that I wouldn't normally go for, you know? So proud of you. Wow. Try to get the pretty boy out of my head and try to go for someone who is a little bit different to that. And so I did. And I found Nathan on, I'm going to say hinge at the time. And he was bald. And I thought, yeah, Mm. but he looks like he's got a nice face. I'm just going to give him a go. It was a Wednesday. It was summertime. We went to a beer at one in Covent Garden and it was after work. And I did my, my strategic move, which is always walk around the block until they text you that you're there, that they're there so that you arrive like two to three minutes later and you don't get stood up. Love that way of doing it. So you're not sitting there in the bar by yourself. So basically I went for a little walk around Covent Garden after work until he was like, I'm here. And I was like, okay. And I Amazing. literally, and I walked up to the bar. Well, I walked up to the, yeah, to the outside of the bar mm-hmm. and I could see him in the window. Mm. And as soon as I saw him in the window, I was like, fuck no. Oh, <laughs> was he full catfish? Was he full catfish? Or I you- want to say catfish. I was just like, you know, when you see someone in person and then you're just like, absolutely not. No. Oh, no. Not a vibe. Oh, no, no. But no, because no, I'm a nice person, I was like, okay, I can't just like, I'm going to go in, have a drink, and we'll just see. <sighs> I just can't, Anna. Like, <laughs> I just <laughs> can't. You know, when you're like, you don't want to make it obvious that you're looking down at your watch to see like yeah. when you can leave appropriately. And so like, I was just sitting, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had my one drink that he bought. Cheers, mate. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, do you want another drink? And I was like, mm, no, like, no, I've actually got this work event at like 8 p.m. that I have to run to. And I completely forgot about it until today. And I got reminded this afternoon that I have to be there. And he believed wow. it, I guess. And so Do you think he believed it or he just knew. I think he knew. But ah. anyway, I was just like, yeah, I've got to go to this like work event there. And then um, and then he like went to go to the door, went to the bar or something. I looked at the time and I was like, yeah, okay, you gotta get out of here, you gotta get out of here. 
And eventually I did. I got out of, I was like, okay, well, I better go now. And then like outside, he like, I thought he was on the same level that he wasn't really that into it at all. And outside he like gave me this like weird little hug. And then he was like, oh, like, let me know when you're home safe. And I was like, mm, strategy, because if I replied that I'm home safe, he knows I won't have a work event. Uh-huh. And so I actually, he, cause I knew what he told me where he had, li- where he lived and yeah. I knew that we would have to get the same tube line. Oh my God. So I walked, we were closer to Charing Cross station. I walked the 10 minutes further to like <laughs> Leicester square. So I didn't have, <laughs> we didn't have to walk in the same direction. And also I was going, I was going to Obeka then obviously. So I walked to Leicester Square and then uh, the next day I was like, yeah, he's not going to like message me. I think he got the vibe that I was like, no. no. And then he texted me in the morning and he was like, so lovely to meet you last night. Like hope your work event wasn't too bad. And then obviously just ignored it because you ghosted him. I ghosted him. And then, <gasps> um, and then later that day, like four hours later or something, he messages me on Bumble on the dating or, Hinge oh, no. or whatever, the, whatever dating app it was. And he was like, hey, so good to meet you last night. Like, we should do it. Like, like, would you be keen to go to do it again? Oh, no. And I was like, why didn't you get the message? That it's I bro, read this. the room. Read the room. And oh, then I just no. didn't reply. Oh, <laughs> no. So that was Nathan. <laughs> so that was more of like a looks vibe. Like you. That was my 45 minute to one hour yeah. date. That's Is that your shortest date on record? Mm-hmm. That is short. It is short. I don't know if I've had any shorter than that on a date. Moral of the story, always have an out. Always have an out. Always have an excuse. Oh, well, Lauren, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, And your date story sounded like it didn't go to plan. So we do move on to the next. We move on. (laughs) So now it's time to take a short break to learn about the differences between dating in London slash the UK and Australia. So, I mean, for me, I feel like the most obvious one for me, and I'll quickly do a disclaimer here by saying that we are generalizing, like this is not all guys. We are obviously both straight women too. So we are talking about guys, but this is not all guys. Hashtag not all men. Hashtag not all men. Yeah. So I feel like I went on a date before I met Charlie and I was talking to this guy and he, I think he had lived in Australia and he was saying that the biggest difference he found is that English guys, and I think this is true by the way. So I Mm. found that English guys are a lot more kind of, uh, I don't really know how to describe it in the best way, but they're kind of a lot more chill, empathetic, a little bit more sensitive or emotionally intelligent maybe is the right word and has less Mm -hmm. kind of like toxic masculinity. In saying that, I mean, I'm not saying that there's no toxic masculinity. I'm just saying that I find Hashtag lad culture. Lad culture. (laughs) I just find that compared to Australia, they're... It was more kind of like they were nicer boys. They're just nicer boys, I find. Mm. Um, and they're not kind of like being massive dickheads trying to show off to that extent. Um, so that's how I find the difference. Because like in Australia, I always found that boys there, I think because, and I know, Lauren, you said this before, they're, they're a little bit more extroverted in Australia. Like they're always mm. up for a chat with anybody. And I think like they're more kind of like, yeah, me and the boys, the boys, there's a little bit more like aggressive kind of a type of guy so I found that was a massive difference I don't know if anyone agrees with me or can understand what I'm even talking about here because I'm like trying to describe it but it's Mm. I don't want to come across offensive to anyone but it's Mm. like 
Do you know what I'm trying to say? I just feel like it's I a think, lot more, I can have I think, a better conversation. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think like a lot of the British boys, they're a little bit more closed off. Like mm. they don't reveal too much of themselves very quickly. And I think that's probably why they're not as, I guess, extroverted or don't showcase as much toxic. Yeah. I feel like the toxic masculinity side of it probably comes like down the line, like further mm. down the line. But I think they just, they're a bit more closed off than Aussie boys. Whereas Aussie boys are very like, just like, this is who they are. Like, this is, you know, what you see is what you get. They're going to yeah. just be themselves. I don't think British boys show themselves that easily. Yeah. I think it's like a protected thing. But I also think it's a very much like a London dating thing because mm-hmm. London dating is like, I like people think that you're going to come to London, it's a big city, and you're going to meet the love of your life. Fuck no. I mean, unless you're Anna Bud, but like, <laughs> like no you're not like it's it's honestly dating in London is a cruel cruel game like it Mm -hmm. is a cruel cruel game it is people are only here temporarily most people are only here so temporarily so it's like it's like this really quick period of their lives where they just Mm want to bang someone and move on they want to have fun they don't want to be like in a serious or they don't want to be like bogged down by a relationship so like it's a very like fast paced moving dating scene. So it's like, yeah, definitely. You don't like someone, then fuck them off. Like you don't, it's very fast paced and it's very, and people are moving on. And I think because there's so many options, someone's always moving on to the next best option. Yeah. So it becomes this like whole mind map of like, well, do they like me or do they not like me? Or no, yeah. they don't like me. They're just like messing with me. And then it becomes this game and it's like, and people just move on. I think on. it's also like, again, down to the fact that, I think, again, just generalizing that British boys are more kind of like in their shell. So Mm. it's weird though, because I think they are also more honest than Aussie boys in the way that they they don't like someone. Like a lot of the time they will just tell that person they don't like them. But I think in Australia, when I was dating there, like I got ghosted most of the time. Like you just get ghosted. They wouldn't say, oh, hey, we went on a date and um, yeah, I'm not really feeling it, but you're a really nice person, like just being honest. But I think like, I think that ha- that ha- does happen here because I've been ghosted. It does quite, happen. I've been ghosted quite a bit here. Yeah. And like, and, but then again, I've also been told like nicely that it's yeah. not going to go anywhere. Um, But it is just like, just one of those things. But I think it happens yeah. everywhere. I think the whole like, Roasting and all that sort of stuff it happens like everywhere everywhere I think it's just yeah I do think it's just the movement of the city and I think it's almost like that British upper lip that mm-hmm. they kind of yeah I think they're just a little bit like more sheltered yeah. yeah no I'm I also think too that um it depends the area of London I mean this is very London yeah. specific because a lot of the time from what my friends say is like, if you come from a small town, some, most of the time you end up dating someone from that small town and then staying in that yeah. small town. But in London, it also depends on yeah, the area of London that you live in, because mm-hmm. for example, Clapham, Wandsworth, Tooting, Ballard. Very like, university, very, very young like people, very having like fun time. Very temp time, like just a sex fest, let's be honest. Just like a full so orgy, true. that whole area. I think um, there are like a few families and stuff and you can sometimes find a few decent people. But I think that 
because you're in that area, like it's just expected that you're just there to have mm. a bit of fun. And that's why they use the term and we used it in our first episode of Back from the Season where you graduate from Clapham because mm-hmm. then you go to places like, uh, I don't know, Swiss Cottage, Greenwich. Islington, <laughs> Greenwich, like those places are probably where you do find a little bit more maturity, where people are kind of a little bit older, they've kind of graduated from that side of things, like they might live in more expensive places and it's a little bit more kind of mm. mature, I would say. Yeah. Um, so I think that makes a big difference as well, especially if you're on dating apps, which we'll get into later in the episode, like, cause obviously you can only choose a certain distance. So yeah, maybe the best thing to do is just go to Canary Wharf and just hang out there for ages, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get into where to go maybe later yeah. in the episode. Um, so, I will yeah, say I mean, as well, just one thing on like British boys and Aussie boys, like, and I think we, you briefly touched on it as well, Anna, because we were speaking about it before, but like one thing I've really noticed is that it's harder to approach a British guy in a pub or like a bar or like a public space, like more so than it is an, mm, like an Aussie guy. Because I think Aussie guys are so extroverted most of the time and they're also very approachable and they're also just they just chat with anyone like they just Mm -hmm. don't give a shit same with kiwi guys like they will just chat with anyone they will have the balls to kind of approach a girl in a bar or a guy they don't like they're not as like "Mm, I'm not going to do that whereas a lot of British guys I don't think they're as willing to do that or as willing to chat to a stranger that comes along because yeah. I've had situations where I've been like in a group of like us girls and there's been like a group of boys next to us and we've like make a, made a joke or made a comment about something and they've just kind of like not engaged at all whereas if that was like a group of Aussie guys they would have been like on it like that and they would have been yeah. so like and they would have had like a back and forth and stuff and I'm not saying it doesn't happen like 100% happens like but I've just noticed like more so like generally that, generally that they're not as like easy to talk to I think too as well I mean this is kind of going a little bit political here but I also think that in the UK the uh, storyline around equality gender equality is a lot more prevalent than it is in Australia because I think in Australia you hear a lot about like DV and things like that but you never really learn about how like at school they don't really teach you how to respect a woman or what to do it's just kind of I think they just assume that you just should and that you should know but because of the role models that we have it sometimes can get lost in translation so I think Mm -hmm. boys are a lot more confident to approach women and that's fine as if it's consensual and sometimes we want that you want that <laughs> do you know what I mean like and you know what but, to be honest Anna like I just want a guy to know when I want that and when I don't yeah, want that and they should just exactly. read my mind and know from the situation whether I but want it or when I don't want it exactly but that's why I think that English guys are uh, one of the reasons I should say that English mm. guys are more kind of in their show in a public space because you know you they probably don't want to cross a line either they don't want to come across like sleazy or in a way where a woman goes yeah. Or, or rejects them or isn't consensual to a situation and they're just trying to be respectful, especially because a lot of the time it can be uncomfortable if a guy approaches mm-hmm. us and we don't feel good about it. 100%. So I do get it from their perspective that they are being quite respectful on that, on that way. But that's why when you are dating, there are probably other different ways to try or even just even if you're at a pub, like pulling one of them aside or just approaching it in a less kind of, I don't want to say aggressive, but like 
full-on way maybe they're a little bit more oh okay well she's giving me a little bit of rope that I can mm. pull on and I think that might be what it is um in in that sense but after a few I drinks, think normally it's fine I think boys in general also just don't know when that like what the rope is like they don't know how to read the rope they don't know how to- and actually, I honestly feel like it's so not even, I feel like half the time it's not even their fault, that there just is no, no. education around this for them. And mm-hmm. I think now we're starting to realize this and hopefully schools are starting to put things in place where they can start educating young boys about how to give and take and being consensual and so and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's just a lot to do with our culture. So, yeah, I think that although sometimes they can be disrespectful. I find them a lot more respectful. Yeah. Um, being that way. And welcome back. We are here with Lauren and she is on her next date with Mark 24, also from somewhere in London. <laughs> Fun times. Um, yes. Mark was an interesting one I should say um yeah Mark okay oh Mark Mark he came along um at the end of November like end of the November lockdown last year Mm -hmm. and it was like the final week of lockdown and we went for a walk in Hampstead Heath it was very lovely cute love Hampstead and it was probably the I would say the best first date I've ever had. Like wow. it was really, really, it was a really great first date. And we were like chatting for ages. We got mulled wine. We like chatted. Like it was, it was really good. It was a really Love nice it. date. And I feel like it, it started off because we were like chatting and then he was like, oh, can I call you tomorrow? And like, we can have a chat over the phone. And I don't know if you remember this, Anna, but like I was, I was freaking out because I was expecting it to be like a FaceTime date. And I was like, oh my God, this is so awful. Oh my God. FaceTime date. Like, ugh. And I literally got dressed up. I looked so bomb. Like, I looked so good. And I <laughs> did my makeup, oh, like no. everything. And then he called me at the time we said, and then it was just a normal phone call. <laughs> just like <laughs> sitting around my room, like talking to this guy. We chatted for like three hours. And what? I think that's. I think that's what made the date so much better because we already had like established this like ground, mm-hmm. like of like we established the groundwork, I guess. And like he was also better than I expected, like better than what his pictures showed. So he was like better looks looking. physically wise. Physically okay. it looked better in real life. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just really chill, low-key. Like we had a lot of back and forth banter, like we're taking the piss out of each other. Like it was really it was just really good. And then we went on a second date a few weeks later and we had like a phone call in between there and stuff. And we were like texting every day. And the second date was really bougie. Like he took me to Skylon or like this really nice restaurant in Waterloo and it like overlooks the Thames and it's like yes, quite pricey. very nice. And it was like quite an expensive dinner. And he paid for the whole thing because he's, it was so nice. <gasps> what and an then, angel. Yeah, and then a few, like, we were texting, sort of texting, like, every day. And then I started to go into Lauren mode, and I was like, mm, do I do you remember this? And I was like, I don't know. Like, do I actually like him? I don't know. 
And then there's and then, me just eye rolling and yeah, I just be like, why? Just give it a go. Like, go on the third date. And I was chance. like, well, obviously, like, if I go on a third, like, if he asked for a third date, I'm gonna go on the third date. I'm gonna give it a chance. And then he was like, he was like, oh, let's have a phone call this week. And I'm like, okay. And then we did, and like, <laughs> it was like ten o'clock at night. I was like half, like I was so ready to go to bed. And he called me, and I think I was already like a little bit off him anyway, like the back mm, of my you head. Were- I remember you had doubts. Yeah, had I was instinct. having like, yeah, like, I don't know. I just felt, yeah, I don't know. I just, something, something was there. And then he calls me and he basically like, he was so nice about it. Like it was probably like no, very few guys would do this, especially in London. And I think mm. it's because he lived outside of London. I think that's what made it better. Because um, he was in London. <laughs> but he basically like, well, he basically called me and he said, like, look, this other girl is coming to the picture and they were seeing each other, like, pre-pandemic and then they, they fell out or something and now she's, like, back in the picture. Mm. Um, and he doesn't want to, like, play both of us along and see us at the same time and whatnot. And I was like, that's totally fair. And he was like, so, yeah, I can't see you anymore. And I was like, that's fine. And I think because I was already a little bit off him, I was like, yeah, it's fine. And fine. I think he was taken back by how chill I was on the phone. And I was yeah. just like, yeah, it's fine. He was like okay, like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. I was like, mate, like, we've literally had, like, two dates. <laughs> I feel like, though, like, I feel like you were a little bit hurt. I feel like that's understandable, though, because mm-hmm. I don't think you had had a connection like that with someone in a while. No, I think I was disappointed because I was yeah, like, okay, I well, I think you I could see where it was going. Yeah. I, I don't think, yeah, but exactly. You were, like, just disappointed going, oh. But you got over it after, like, a day. I was but very, like, yeah. I wasn't, I like, start you it. I was no. really, like, oh, that's just annoying because I, exactly. like, had a connection with someone. But, exactly. Um, But he was so nice about it. And he was just, like, okay, I just wanted to, like, tell you I wanted to make sure you're okay and stuff. And he was so sweet, honest to God. He was mm. so lovely. Um, love that. Yeah, that was that was that. Thanks, Mark. He's a Thanks, good Mark. contender in the race. We love that. I think, really like, I would just like to say, like, I think more men need to be like Mark. <laughs> more young mid twenties guys need to be like Mark. Be like Mark. Okay. Be a gentleman. All right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right. Now we take another. Now we take another ad break and this time we are going to be listening to what our listeners have to say. So we have our friend, Grace, who we met through the podcast. She was a listener and um, she has a great dating story in London. And so we thought we'd share it with you and then go through some of the answers we got on our Instagram. All right. So without further ado, here is Grace. Hey girls. Um, so a bit of background. I moved over in 2017. I moved over for an internship with it was unpaid. I had absolutely no money. So I thought, oh, single girl in London, why not get on Tinder? So I practically, my mum was a bit concerned that I wasn't eating. So I was like, well, I'm gonna go on Tinder and get free food um, with the added bonus of obviously meeting new people. Um, Fast forward a couple of months, I was scrolling through to the end of my Tinder matches and I ended up sending this guy just a gif um, with a cheeky face in the background and was like, yeah, right, what's the worst that can happen? Um, So his flat um, was evacuated because it was catching on fire. And I was like, yeah, righto, I'm a little bit tipsy from work. Uh, so why don't we go down and meet 
in a Greenwich pub. And I was like, yep, cool, righto, let's go. Fast forward a week later, he's booked me a holiday um, to Bristol. I'm travelling now not just for food um, but for holidays. And then fast forward a couple of months, my birthday buys me business class tickets and takes me to New York. And I'm thinking, righto, this is a bit better than food. I can get used to this. And then fast forward three and a half, nearly four years later, and we're nearly two years married with one of those years being in a London lockdown. So, hey, girls, if... You know, you're single and you, <laughs> you want free food and you've moved over here and you want to um, find yourself a husband. Always told mum I'd never come back in eight weeks um, and that I'd find myself a husband and here we are. Some would say happily married. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also just put disclaimer, obviously do this after stalking them to ensure you're safe. <laughs> so good I love Grace her story is so funny and she literally lives a few buildings down from me in the same complex very small world but thank you for sharing girls like we say if you want free food in London jump on tinder or hinge whatever's popular these days I don't even know anymore but (laughs) I love that one so much thank you Grace oh my god so good All right, so let's have a look and see. We've got a few responses from our our Instagram story that we put up last night. The first one is from Kristen. She said, not a story, but it was shocking that Brits don't casually date more than one person at a time. This is a very good point and something that I've noticed as well. Like they get very pedantic about like, you're dating multiple people or like, oh, dating multiple people at once. It's like, dude, that's the point of dating. Like, yeah, I know. It's, it's like, I don't get it. Like they get really weird if you're like seeing more than one person or like, I remember I've been on like a date before and like, I said like, oh, I like what, they're like, oh, what did you do last night? And I was like, oh, I had a date. And you can like see in their face, they're a bit like, oh. And it's like, well, yeah, obviously I'm speaking to multiple people. I'm not going to, like, put all my cards on you. Like, fuck yeah. Like, I feel like I would be the opposite, though, if I were dating. Well, I have dated, To be fair, most of the, the time, past- I, most time I am a one-trick one pony. But, well, but, more like, if a guy said, I feel like if a guy said to me, like, I'm dating more than one person, I would be put off by that. But I get some people are also kind of like, real about it I'm just kind of like a hopeless romantic so I'm kind of like no you can't see anyone but me even though I've only been on two dates Mm. but I also feel like if you're seeing more than one person and you've been on one or two dates like why would you make it obvious that you're seeing someone else like to that person Mm. I feel like that's what the conversation about being exclusive is about anyway so I kind of feel like it's an unspoken rule like what you don't know won't bother you do you know what I mean but that's just me I think like I think it's when like if it's just a date, like it, like it's different if you're seeing someone. Like if you've gone, like if you're multiple dating and you're multiple dating, like two people, multiple, like multiple people at once. But if like you're on a date and someone's like your first date and someone's like, oh, what did you do last night? And you're like, oh, I had a date. Like that's fine because it's like, yeah. well, and because the reality is, it's like we just had one date with one guy and then none date with another one. Like it's like I'm seeing that guy. I've just gone on a yeah. date with him. Like. And it's the first date for both of them. So I feel like it just de- like it depends on what stage of like what level of the dating yeah. your process you're going through. But if it's yeah. just like 
oh, one date here, one date here, one date here. Like, obviously I'm talking to multiple people. Like I'm not yeah. going to be on a dating app and being like, I'm just going to talk to one person. And like yeah. I do, but yeah, that's just. But that's so interesting. I feel like everyone's different, like mm. dating more than one person. And like Grace said, free food. Hello, Monday through yeah. Friday. It's a full-time job. <laughs> free food, free drinks. <laughs> so good. So good. That's a funny one. Um, And then Caitlin has said having to pay half the cost of a meal when I had a risotto and the guy ordered <gasps> a lobster. That is just a dick move. What the fuck, Caitlin? I would be so pissed off. I would literally be like, um, excuse me, no, we're paying for exactly what we ordered. <laughs> that is ridiculous. This is your fucking I'm like lobster. so intrigued about how this went down. Like, can you please tell Obviously us not how this well. went down? <laughs> because I want to know how it happened. Like, was it a situation where you got to the end of the meal and you're kind of sitting there and like, obviously the girl has to be polite and go, Oh yeah. Um, I can pay half. And he's gone. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I would be livid. You know, that's funny. I mean, I've I, never had to do that on a date. I think I've paid for like oh, one I've drink never. on a date. I think and that's it. Yeah. I think I've done like a round, but that would be more like a yeah, casual date, it. not like a dinner date. Like that would yeah, be more like dinner. having drinks. And also, um, I'm all for feminism and equality, but I do feel like this is just ridiculous when if you are prepared to go halves and that is your thing and you make that quite obvious at the start, or even if not, you don't order a fucking lobster. What a dickhead. I think it's like, like different. Like the most expensive think, thing on the menu. Yeah. Like I think splitting the bill is like like as in half, like splitting it in half is fine if the if the meals are like one to two pounds difference. Yeah. But like maybe three pounds, whatever, if you're being generous. But if it's like that much difference, like I imagine her bloody risotto was probably like 12 quid and his lobster was like 25 or something, like, yeah. like 30 or something like that. So like that's a massive jump between like yeah. a risotto and a lobster. What a dick I'd be, move. I would not do, I would be like, no offense, but I'm not going to split this. I would literally put my foot down and be like, um, but you got the lobster and that was like 15 quid more than my risotto. It's not happening. <laughs> I think I would have said something too. I actually, <laughs> me too. Then, I'd be like, um, excuse me, I'm broke. I live in London. Like if you want to order the lobster, then you can pay for your lobster. Like I'm okay. Yeah. I would have been like, that's I'll pay for my, I would be like that dickhead. I'd pay for the, mine. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'd be that dickhead with the waiter being like, I'll pay for the risotto and the one glass of wine. Thank you so much. Which is literally what but- we do when we go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like because oh well, I feel like if or calculate like, and be says, like okay, well he's paying this much, and I'm paying this much. Done. Exactly, exactly. Done, done, done. She yeah. also said, uh, <laughs> "This is a rookie error. Taking all my dates to the same bar for the same bar stuff to recognize me from my previous dates." <laughs> That's how funny. do you live in London? You got to change it up. <laughs> Although, if I was that bar staff, I would absolutely love you coming in doing that it would be my entertainment for the evening or evenings for the week I guess but it I would love become it. like a support network for you like when you're on a date they almost like hype yeah. you up for your dates <laughs> or if it's going bad they could say they come to us at the bar and say this code word and we'll get you out of it that would be so funny but have they said I want to know if they went around and said oh how was your date last week or if you said oh like in my first date say on the Monday this is Caleb and then on a Wednesday you took another guy and they come and like oh so good to see you Caleb or something <laughs> like that that would that's like movie shit that's like movie type shit that's hilarious that's oh so girl funny. love that for you but she oh, also God. said that she met her soulmate here which we love to see likewise good girl to- no. likewise we're lucky we're lucky ones we really really are 
um yeah thank you so much for contributing as always we always try and get everyone to contribute um so yeah if you guys do want to be featured on the podcast we normally just put like a little ask us on our instagram stories so please don't be scared and like definitely tell us your stories because we're here to share girl we're here to be one a community all that vibe (laughs) thanks anna (laughs) Welcome back. Our next date that Lauren has is with Jonathan, 27. And you guessed it, from London. Let's see how they got on. Now, Jonathan, 27, from London. This was an interesting one. (laughs) Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan. Jono. Jono. He was an interesting egg. yeah, it was an interesting one. I think I remember. <laughs> I think I remember both noting you after this one because I was just so perplexed, <laughs> perplexed by this whole situation. Um, so Jonathan was another well lockdown slash ease of restrictions kind of date. Mm-hmm. We went for a walk around Clapham Common, and classic, really classic, the typical London date, and. He was all right. Like he's pretty like decent looking. He um <laughs> he was very like naive. Like he was living with his mum in Wandsworth, which right. is like, quite a nice area. So I was, was gonna say if mom, your mum lived in Wandsworth, like, I feel like yeah. I would still live at home. Yeah, same. So he was like living with his mum. He had like no concept of like anything like he's never traveled before oh my god one of those ones so that was kind of off-putting but we're like having decent chats and I was like you know I was giving him a go and then at one point (laughs) at one point um we went to a Sainsbury's to pick up some tinnies and I looked down and I discovered that he was wearing track pants on our first day. <gasps> what the fuck? What? Who I was just bamboozled. Like, I just was so perplexed. I was like, are you wearing track pants? He was like, yeah. Who does that? And I was like, on Who a date? He goes, I'm going to go on a date with this girl that I like, clearly, because I asked her on a date. Um, what should I wear? Mm, I'm going to wear track pants to look like I- an actual bum. I get that we're going for a walk, but at the same time, I was just like, I'm wearing jeans and makeup and I've like put in effort and you're wearing fucking track At least put some jeans on. Jeans, like something, a trouser. Like I don't fucking care. Like anything like that, but like track pants, that just shows laziness. It shows like disregard. I'm I'm trying to. I put in. I'm going to try and find our text conversation from that day. All I can say is that when you got your photo taken, you said he wouldn't try. We were talking about Dr. Alex and you said at least he wouldn't wear track pants on a first date. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Alex wouldn't wear track pants. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Oh my 
god, that's so no, funny. No, he wouldn't. I need to find this conversation. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> Track pants. So basically nothing happened after that. that. You sucks. left the date. How long did your date go on for? Uh, a few hours. Oh, you To be fair, actually, out. no, what do we do? What do we do? And then we went back to mine. So nothing like that. <laughs> You're like one of those girls that's like, ugh, I hate asshole boys, but come back to mine because I actually love it. I was fucking bored. It was like lockdown. Yeah, you're like actually I'm really into the track pants, but <laughs> I'd also like to just glam out. Like I was living by myself in the flat at this time, so I wasn't putting anyone at risk by having someone over because people, in case people come at me for like breaking lockdown. Oh my god, who did so it? <laughs> okay, so this is a PTA. If any men are listening out there, even though our audience is primarily women, but if you know brothers, boyfriends. Friends of friends, men in general, do not wear track pants on a first date, honey. Okay. Do you know how much effort girls go to on a date, like for a date? I know. Like so much effort. Don't be a dickhead and wear shit clothes. Like it's just put not a, a vibe. Put, it's so basic. Like put a little bit of effort in. Like just a smidge. Just and you know what really annoyed me as well, Anna, what? I think, it was the fact that he was fairly well-groomed. Like, he had just showered. Like, he was well-groomed. Like, his beard was, like, well-trimmed. Mm. Like, it was well-groomed. And then just, like, to slack it off with a fucking pair of track pairs just really irked me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's really... It's like, gone from the head, but it hasn't really gone all like, the way down the body. It's just being... Like, you know what? Like, it's just annoying, you know? I'm not yeah. going to judge someone too much for their clothes, but, like, Put a bit of effort in for a date. Like, don't you. wear track pants on I a get date. You. You know I get I mean? you. Like, we're not going, you know what I mean? Like, oh, not a good idea. Not a good idea. <sighs> yeah, that was that. All right. Tinder, Hinge or Bumble. How do you meet a guy these days? Well, there's multiple dating apps you can use, obviously. Which everybody also, complains about anyway. If you just want sex, you can use kink apps as well. Field. Um, Field is one of them, yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I tend to use, I don't use Tinder. I just, like, hate the layout of Tinder. I hate Tinder in general. I, I feel like have. Tinder's old. I feel like Tinder's old. old like, you get, like, really creepy people on Tinder. I don't yeah. like Tinder. Um, Hinge and Bumble are the main ones that are used on this side of the world. Do you have a I, go-to Bumble line? Because, obviously, it's the girl that starts the conversation on Bumble. So, hey, how you going? That's so face. boring, Lauren. <laughs> I just, well, sometimes I, I'm not being lazy. Just like, I need anything, anything. anything and sometimes I'm not if I'm not being, if I'm not being lazy, I'll like take a prompt from one of them, from their profiles, because obviously you have like prompts on your profile. Yeah. So this so is just interesting. From that. This is interesting, right? So I listened to a podcast called How I Built This, mm-hmm. shout out. Not, mm-hmm. not promoted, just a really good podcast. And there's this guy, Guy Raz, who basically interviews entrepreneurs and innovators of massive companies about their whole story. So there's this one episode about the guy who started Hinge. Highly recommend it if oh, you yeah. want something interesting to listen to. And basically, one of the things that gets mentioned is that when Tinder and Hinge both got mm, release so hinge was remade basically and then tinder was coming out at the same time and tinder was more popular because tinder was easier to kind of swipe navigate right yeah but the idea of tinder is kind of in 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 the guy who started hinge's opinion 
is probably more for like hookups because there's no way for you to kind of think about the person that you're matching with. Whereas Hinge is designed to be deleted, right? So it's meant Mm -hmm. for finding a relationship. So basically what they did was they sat down because their original like Hinge uh, app basically was pretty much the same as Tinder, Tinder where you're just swiping based on someone's look and you don't have to open their profile. You could just see one picture, like swipe ref, swipe right, hook up, Mm -hmm. next, done, 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 whatever. Very transactional. Whereas they were like, we want to find relationships. And that's how it started with the prompts. So in your profile on Hinge, you do certain personality questions such as like, never have I ever. And then you answer that. Or the scariest thing I've done is this. And you answer that. And then you've got your photos as well. And then to match with that person, you actually have to basically like one of those things on their profile. So it basically starts more of a conversation and more of a connection. And it it basically reduces the amount of hookups that happen on the app as opposed to Tinder. Mm. So I found that really interesting. And even though Tinder's kind of like, I feel in my opinion on the way out, yeah, if you are so. looking for a hookup, maybe Tinder would be the way to go. But if you are looking for a relationship, I would go for like Hinge or Bumble because I think they're quite similar in that way. Mm. So I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I think as well, like, because I remember downloading Tinder sometime during lockdown just for lols because I was like, oh, I haven't had Tinder Ego in boost. ages. Like, yeah, like it. I haven't had Tinder in ages. I'm just going to, like, I've had, like, I had Bumble in here, but, like, I had had Tinder. And I was like, I'm just going to, like, see, like, how it's changed or if it's changed or just, like, you know, mm-hmm. see what caliber of men are on there, you know. And I was very disappointed. It's gone and down. also it's so hard to see like full profiles. It's basically like only a, like you're only really able to see like that first picture mm. of the guy, of like the person you're, you're looking at, guy, girl. Whatever yeah, whatever it is. Them, they. And like it's literally just the one picture and then you're judged by that one picture to go yeah. like left or right. And like yeah. I just didn't like the layout of it. I hate it and I deleted it like an hour after having it. And then when I was, um, and then Bumble is, I would say more people, people tend to use Bumble for quick hookups more so Mm. than Tinder. And I think it's because A, the women have power, but, Mm. and B, it's also got a simple swiping mechanism to it as well. Mm -hmm. You can also like see a person's like full profile. Mm. It's a lot easier to see a person's, like you can just like scroll, scroll. And then you can like, they have, they also have prompts as well that you can like, answer and yeah write about and you can you know and like increase conversation from that yeah and then hinge is just yeah like you say it's it is designed to be deleted but like the thing with all dating apps is like it's just it's just I mean, I know a it's mind like a, map you know is, what I mean it is like still very much hookup culture I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you like only go on hinge to find a relationship but out of those three big ones like and in my personal experience, because acting like I've never done this before, like I literally have been on Hinge, I've been on Tinder, mm-hmm. I've been on Bumble. In my experience, I had more conversations and connections with people from Hinge yeah, than I did on sure. Tinder. Mm-hmm. Tinder definitely was more of a hookup app for me. Like, but it is still like a, such a mind map. Um, there's actually an app called Thursday. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's new and it's like blowing up at the moment. And essentially really? you basically 
and someone correct me if I'm wrong here, but from what I know, I think you basically match with people and you can only do it on a Thursday. And after Thursday, it deletes. Oh, I've so you heard have of to, this. So you have to message and you have to meet up if you want to see this person. Otherwise they unmatch you and then you might never find them again. So I think that's pretty cool because I'm like, that at least is like yeah. prompting people to get out and actually meet instead of having this like slow burning conversation. Or I exchange phone numbers or something to get you to like the next exactly. stage. Exactly. Get so maybe app. that yeah. could be something fun. Um, but maybe yeah. I'll test it out and put a review. You should. Up. Oh my gosh, test it out and we'll put it up on our Instagram this week. Yeah, I'll okay, be fun. I'll give it a go. I'll give do, it a go. I'll do a little profile. Love it. That's fun. But yeah, I think in terms of like organically meeting someone, I feel like maybe I've got the best <laughs> experience with this Fuck in you, a way. Anna, honestly. So I mean, I, I would just on- like to tell everyone, like when I when Anna first moved here, I remember seeing her on Instagram and. Like a few weeks into her living in London, I started seeing these pictures pop up with her and this guy. And I was like, that's funny. I don't remember seeing Anna with a boyfriend in Brisbane. Like I didn't think she hadn't moved over with anyone. This is really interesting. And then when I caught up, when we caught up and rekindled our friendship, it was like, yeah, I met my boyfriend Charlie like three weeks into moving here. And I literally just looked at her and I was like, fuck you like I have been here for like two well now I've been here for like three years but at that point I was like I've been here for nearly two years and I've just had failed dating experiences Everyone and you walked into me. a fucking training session at work and you meet your like future husband and I was like piss off Anna <laughs> I know I know well I always feel the story I mean I feel very lucky don't get me wrong but I also say to people when it comes to this like in Brisbane I was very hard into the dating scene and I dealt with some fucking assholes because I think before I left Brisbane, I was like very unhappy. I didn't realize at the time, but I look back now and I can tell because I would date all these dickheads, which I thought I deserved that I needed this person to fill a void or whatever. Even though I knew I was moving to London, I just thought we'll make it work. Like I just needed something. Mm. And so I've done all the shit. Like I have like you know, slept with people I shouldn't have. I've had one night stands. I, hi, mom. Hi, dad. Um, <laughs> Just gave us a parent that are Well, I mean, <laughs> we're all adults here. But like, and I've had the conversations that turn into paragraphs that turn into nothing and being on dates and done all that shit. And even when I moved here, you know, when I moved here, I always make a joke and I say, I just came to London for two years. That's all I wanted to do. Just come here and be a slut and like have mm. good time. And <laughs> come here be a slut. And, and like be with British boys, really, because we to love be fair, the I think boys. we all kind of have that in our heads. We're like, right? yeah, it's got to be there and be a slut. It's I think it was like the first time in my adult life where I kind of wasn't looking for a relationship. And I know that sounds super just annoying to say because every girl says it, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But. I do think at the time I wasn't looking for anything. Like I wanted to just have fun and just be myself and I didn't give a shit. And so I did actually go on a few dates when I first arrived here from Tinder, Hinge, like mutual friends that I'd met. I think I went on like three or four dates. I was busy in that three weeks, girl. Yeah, you fucking were. Um, Obviously none of them really worked out. And then I started this well, I was at the same job, but I had to learn new systems in the new country. So I started with a training group, which Charlie just happened to be part of on the same day at the same time. I mean, I won't go into details with how that all ended up working out with the little intricacies of timing and whatnot, but um, 
when we first started seeing each other, like, we were just flirting and everything. And like, we went on a couple of dates and I remember saying to one of the girls in my group, like, I'm not sure about this. I came here to have fun. And I just don't know if this is the right thing. And she said, shout out to Sarah. She was like, you and Charlie would make such a good couple. Like you should just give it a chance. So I did. And here we are two years later. So I wouldn't say that. I mean, I know I was very lucky to meet him, um, but I think I just did something a bit uncomfortable and just went with it and best decision I've ever made, obviously. So Mm. I think work is a really good way of meeting someone organically. And I think a lot of people meet via work, you know, go to networking events, go to socializing um, and, and see if you can meet someone via there. I think through mutual friends, like parties and things like that. I have friends that I've met that way. Um, I think it's more difficult in pubs and bars, but it can be done can be done so yeah I think if you're wanting to meet someone organically I think you just need to have the right mindset kind of put yourself out there have a bit of a flirt feel the ground see what they're doing and then kind of take it from there really Mm. um so yeah do you have anything else to add on how to meet a guy no, <laughs> nah. obviously been very unsuccessful with it. Oh, it's tricky. But and I also think we- just like, I think it's important to note to just have a positive mindset. Like when you are going about dating, like just try to be positive about it because it can be draining. It can be ex- like, it can be bloody exhausting and it can be really disheartening as well. And it also like when you like, I've had periods like this before when you don't really get any matches or you don't like really you're not really chatting to anyone or like you're just not getting anywhere with conversations especially on dating apps and you can just lose like so much self-confidence in yourself and like you feel and you can feel really shit about yourself so I just think like try to be positive like if it's not working it doesn't it's not working out it's not working out like who cares just Just like move on and just focus and And it's okay to take breaks from dating apps like if you're feeling shit, then just delete the app, like fuck mm-hmm. it. And then you can just redownload it when you're feeling positive and you're yeah. feeling like you're in a place to grow about it again because exactly. it is really draining on your mental health. Like, and it, it does, you do lose a bit of confidence sometimes if you're, if it's not really getting anywhere or if you're not really getting any, anywhere with dates, especially. Yeah. I think my biggest piece of advice I give to people um, is, um, so I think a lot of us have obviously had some form of heartbreak in our life, whether you were in a relationship or not. I don't think it matters. I think you might mm. have been talking to a guy and not work out. You feel really shitty, so on and so forth. But I think the main thing is you need to know and learn from those experiences about what you want in someone. So yeah. don't keep going back to people that you that disappointed you because of certain red flags and whatnot. I know that we can get blinded by love goggles. So mm. I know in my previous relationships that haven't worked out that I've been heartbroken about, I have taken those relationships, learned from them, said to myself, I didn't really agree with what he did with that. I didn't like the way he treated me here. I didn't like that he did this. And, and on, on the contrary, oh, I really liked that he did that or I really liked that he did this. I enjoyed this and this is what I want mm. in someone. So I would suggest if you're kind of feeling a bit down about it, maybe write a list of like things that you want, things that you don't want and keep mm-hmm. it on the forefront of your mind when you're dating so that you can continually keep going back to that and staying strong to yourself. Mm-hmm. And always, 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 once you write that list, stay strong to that list because I guarantee yeah. you, 
it's so easy for you to like move away and be like make excuses for people and also I will add to that everyone has flaws so I mean take this with a grain of salt and if they're flaws that you can tolerate and you don't mind then go with it that's fine you're not gonna like Mm. like everything about somebody but big red flags for you stick to them because Mm -hmm. you will you will be unhappy if you end up in a relationship with someone that annoys the fucking shit out of you um and that's my biggest advice and just stay strong to who you are and be yourself and you know don't try to be anyone else that you're not Mm. and just have a good time but yeah be strong I would say I think is the main thing one final thing I'll add is because it has popped up before with like people like people that I know don't move countries or move overseas because you think that you're going to find the love of your life in another city or another country. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Like I've, I know a girl who like when I was, when I visited home and she was like to me, like, I'm just sick of like dating here. Like I'm just sick of like Aussie guys. Like mm-hmm. I'm just sick of this. Like, I just like, like your life looks so cool. And like, I just like, I want to move overseas and like date new guys. And I just said to her, I was like, don't do that. Like, if your motivation to move overseas is because you hate the dating, you hate you hate the dating situation in Australia, mm-hmm. then don't like don't move overseas because it's harder than you think and it's really lonely and it's it's hard. Like yeah. you don't just move overseas. Like you move overseas when you like we say, like you've you know, you feel stuck and you feel ready for a new adventure, but don't move overseas thinking that you're going to find the love of your life because I can tell you for sure, like not all of us are as lucky as Anna and so many people I know like a single and just like on the dating in the dating world of London. And it is a fucking mind map. And also I just think if you're really going to move, this might be a bit controversial, but if you're really going to move countries just to find someone, then I think you really need to look within yourself and love yourself first because clearly you know you can be whole on your own mm-hmm. you don't need someone like a lot of the time you just want someone which is how it should be and I think if you yeah you really I think you should really do some work if you feel that way and really move over for the right reasons because yeah you've really just got you yourself and you me, myself, and I. I was and also to say, don't yeah. make like, and don't make your time over here when you do move over here, don't make it all about this hunt for someone or mm. to like, don't, don't make it all about dating because like the thing you need the most over here is like really solid friendships and like to build those relationships. So like, yes, obviously like have fun dating. Like it can be really fun. Like go, go for it, like go for it. But at the same time, like don't make it your whole world here. Don't make it like your mission to just constantly be dating because you want to put time into those like friendships that are going to be your support network rather than just like one's nightstands or these guys you go on like one or two dates with mm-hmm. and that's it. Like, because it's, it, it kind of, it doesn't make, it doesn't really add as much value to your time over here than other things can. So don't yeah. make it, don't make it your whole mission for your time over to be over here to be focused on dating. Exactly. Just have fun, roll with it, have fun. find some amazing friends and have a really fucking good time. Mm-hmm. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. All right, and here we are at the end of the road. It's been an amazing journey, Lauren. Thank you for sharing with us. Now there is one last thing to do, the rose ceremony. It's time to give the roses to the person that you want to keep? No deal. (laughs) No one. You have to say, Anna, will you accept this rose? Oh, sorry. Um, Anna. Yes, Lauren. (laughs) You accept this rose. Oh my God, what a surprise. Yes, yes, I will accept this rose. BFFL forever. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And that is the end for this episode. We hope you liked it. All about dating. Mm, Juicy, juicy gossip. Juicy, juicy. Maybe we should do a part two at some point. (sighs) Oh, maybe we should. More stories to come. More More tales to come. More More London dating tales to come. (laughs) exactly and as always guys you know where to find us on instagram at don't mock my accent and tiktok at don't mock my accent podcast it would also be absolutely amazing we'd be so grateful if you could give us five stars on apple podcast because that helps us out so so much and any feedback that you have from the show please feel free to dm us and get involved every time we put up a like a poll or a question or anything like that please get involved it's all we ask for because we just want to be a community like we always say so yeah and Lauren anything else from you no not really <laughs> oh sweet wow um I might give the Thursday 
the Thursday date thingy a go and I'll put up a review later on in the week maybe on Thursday yeah there we go (laughs) so keep up to date with that give us a follow send us DMs like all our shit we fucking love you guys have a great week have a good week and we'll see you next week bye bye